July 2nd, Acts chapter 21, verses 18 through 36. The next day, Paul went in with us, Luke and Paul's other companions, to meet with James, and all the elders of the Jerusalem church were present. After greetings were exchanged, Paul gave a detailed account of the things God had accomplished among the Gentiles through his ministry. After hearing this, they praised God, but then they said, You know, dear brother, how many thousands of Jews have also believed, and they all take the law of Moses very seriously. Our Jewish Christians here at Jerusalem have been told that you are teaching all the Jews living in the Gentile world to turn their backs on the law of Moses. They say that you teach people not to circumcise their children or follow other Jewish customs. Now what can be done? For they will certainly hear that you have come. Here's our suggestion. We have four men here who have taken a vow and are preparing to shave their heads. Go with them to the temple and join them in the purification ceremony and pay for them to have their heads shaved. Then everyone will know that the rumors are all false and that you yourself observe the Jewish laws. As for the Gentile Christians, all we ask of them is what we already told them in a letter. They should not eat food offered to idols, nor consume blood, nor eat meat from strangled animals, and they should stay away from all sexual immorality. So Paul agreed to their request, and the next day he went through the purification ritual with the men and went to the temple. Then he publicly announced the date when their vows would end and sacrifices would be offered for each of them. The seven days were almost ended when some Jews from the province of Asia saw Paul in the temple and roused a mob against him. They grabbed him, yelling, Men of Israel, help! This is the man who teaches against our people and tells everybody to disobey the Jewish laws. He speaks against the temple, and he even defiles it by bringing Gentiles in. For earlier that day, they had seen him in the city with Trophimus, a Gentile from Ephesus, and they assumed Paul had taken him into the temple. The whole population of the city was rocked by these accusations, and a great riot followed. Paul was dragged out of the temple, and immediately the gates were closed behind him. As they were trying to kill him, word reached the commander of the Roman regiment that all Jerusalem was in an uproar. He immediately called out his soldiers and officers and ran down among the crowd. When the mob saw the commander and the troops coming, they stopped beating Paul. The commander arrested him and ordered him bound with two chains. Then he asked the crowd who he was and what he had done. Some shouted one thing and some another. He couldn't find out the truth in all the uproar and confusion, so he ordered Paul to be taken to the fortress. As they reached the stairs, the mob grew so violent, the soldiers had to lift Paul to their shoulders to protect him. And the crowd followed behind, shouting, Kill him! Kill him! Good morning, this is Mark Matthews with Phase 3, with this morning's poetic inspirational message. The poem I'm going to share with you this morning, I've actually shared with you before several months ago. It's actually the first one that I'm going to share for a second time, but I think it's very important from the sake of spiritual warfare and the things that we face in our day-to-day -day lives. Plus the fact that it's been a while since I did share it, 
And I know a lot of times I refer to evil or the evil one uh, as the dark night or night or darkness in a lot of the poetry. So I think this will just give a better understanding, especially for those who are new to the refuge in the past couple of months. And I hope it's very helpful for all of you to hear it again. The poem's titled, Protected from Dark Night. The scriptures associated with this morning's poem are many. I'll give you examples of a few. First one is 2 Samuel chapter 22, verse 29. The second one is 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9 through 12. And then I'll give you another one, Ephesians chapter 5, verses 8 through 11. And I'll read that briefly for you before I start the poem. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord, having nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. And that's what to, this poem is meant to do, is to uh, expose a lot of the deception that's used against us in our day-to-day -day lives, in our day-to-day -day walk with the Lord. So again, the poem's entitled, Protected from Dark Night. A lady daunted in lustful splendor, or handsome gent with voice so tender, beautiful rides made of things for man, dark night's tools, efficient and grand. Never does darkness play life fair, and always reigns in temptation's chair. Flamboyant deception, a CEO's toast, souls sold to the night, so they can then boast. These are ingredients of hell on earth, jaded visions of one's vulnerable worth, caught up in culture that feeds his plight, all favorite deceptions, and still the dark night. His song and his dance can pull one right in to depths of darkness and perilous sin. From bait of fame and pleasures much, he turns to depression and grips of his clutch. First beauty and splendor don dark night's facade, then painful suffering he'll deal, then applaud. As he relishes observing one's prideful fall, night happily dances celebrates all. Don't be the fool that gets caught in his wake. His deception will grab, and your soul will he take. Only God has the power to expose night's deception. His plan began with immaculate conception. Then miracles performed to show mortal man, and Christ's crucifixion continued the plan. When the third day he rose, the plan was complete. The dark night was beaten and doomed defeat. So reach for the Lord Jesus Christ and become protected from dark night and saved by God's Son. Thanks for listening everyone and may God bless you all.